Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in Show Midlife Who's Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. I'm Dr. <laughs> Again, seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Just remember I... that they're not most, they're not seeing this. Just have in mind. No, the most I know, important but I'm still, saying. I'm like, I don't like it when I watch myself on those clips and I'm staring off. Oh. I do that a lot. So I'm trying to like, but every time I do, okay, I'm just going to look at you. Am I looking at the screen? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. I'm Dr. Lynn. And we are so glad you're here today. Yes. Welcome, everyone. We are talking about a topic that 
affects most of us. And it's definitely something many of us are struggling with because as our kids are getting older, our relationship with them is changing, Yes, but we still need boundaries. So where is that line? We're talking about boundaries with teens and adults, older children. Yeah. And I think, well, first of all, I have to say like, thank you for having me at the house again. And this is our first recording of our new podcast. So this is is exciting too, guys. Um, Welcome to that. But um, yeah, this is a really great topic because at least for me, you know, I have a 19 year old, soon to be 20, 17 and almost 14. Yeah. So you're in many of the stages. I'm in many of the stages, but I know I see as my boys are and they're all boys. And as they're getting older, there's a little bit of this shift to, and I struggle with it a little bit of wanting to more of a friendship, but also still being the parent and the mother. And how do you navigate that and have boundaries in place to parent them when you need to, but have a good enough relationship that they can share their lives with you and come to you for advice. That's kind of where my mind is on the topic, you know? Yes. I, so to me, the first thing that bubbles up to the surface that I'm just going to talk about right away yeah, is something that might be hard to hear, but we're all really familiar. We all talk about how fast time goes and how quickly our kids grow up. Yeah. Now that I have a 15, almost 16 year old, I'm, and then many of you same ages, you know, got Anthony getting ready to go to college. Yep. I mean, these kids are, they're not in our house as much anymore. It's not that we've lost them. It's not that they're out of our house and we definitely still need to parent them, but we may be able to trust that we have instilled in them. Like what we've done this thus far is going to have to, it's going to have to take over. Okay. I'm not saying this really clearly. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. Almost like lost a bit of the window. And now we're in a place where we need to stay their friend so that we can be an empathetic listener and be involved if there are going to be problems. Yes. We would need that communication to stay open. Yes. And that's kind of what I was getting at too. At this point, we're shifting from do as I say, do as I say, this is what's right to, okay. I've parented you. I have hopefully given you what you need to make the right decisions. I can't be with you all the time. I can't like my son's going to be 20. I can't tell him how to, I can, (laughs) but he's going to live his life and he's going to make his choices. And where is the line of you still want to guide them, but you want to guide them in a way that's not going to push them away because you're overbearing. And you're also giving them their space to trust them and say, Hey, they're, they're becoming adults and they've got to, they've got to make decisions for themselves. Yes. And so how do you navigate that? Yes. So the hard truth is we've lost a little bit of the control because they have cars. They're on their own. They're hanging out with their friends. If you alienate them at this stage by staying that parent who is the authoritarian, just do as I say, without yeah. really being the parent, like you've got to come to a place where you are going to now go back and remember what was the kind of parent that you needed at that age. And it's a bit of, we needed a friend. We needed a listener, right? Yeah. Now moms and dads, we're always going to rush in if they are about to make a mistake, right? We're not going to, we're not going to just let them do that without giving some advice. We're still doing that, but we've gotta, we've gotta come to that side where we are their friends. That's my personal belief. I mean, there's going to be a whole range of opinions on this, but I believe that if you can be a friend to your child, 
and really see them and hear them, you're going to keep that trust and then they're going to not want to disappoint you. And that's where we need them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Cause they're going to stop and think before they make that choice because they know they've got somebody yeah. in their corner. That's their, you know, that that's holding them to a high standard. Right. And, and, and there's a certain level of respect there too. Like if you want your child to respect you, there's got to be a level of respect that you have for them as well. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And so that comes into play too. And I, I think that's kind of what you were getting at as well, is that how, how do you develop that respect in both directions? And yeah. how do you, and, and, you know, this is only going to get, as they grow, you know, at some point, many of them, not all of them, but likely there could be marriage in the future. There could be kids, mm-hmm. there could be, and I will say, oh, I don't know if my mom is listening to this, we're in trouble, <laughs> but like even navigating those waters now is good practice because I can remember like when I had Anthony and probably somebody should have smacked me because it was just, it was just ridiculous. Like I wasn't prepared for parenting, but it's like, how could you in those, no, you but can't. in, and in those moments, like I did not appreciate the, like, the you don't appreciate that. Yes. Everyone uh-huh. telling you what you, and you want some of that, but I'm just saying like, we, this is going to be a constant thing for us yeah. as our kids grow yeah. is like navigating those waters of knowing, having the boundary, knowing when do you need to step in? and give voice to it and guide, or when do we need to back off and let them even make their mistakes because they're going to, they're going (laughs) to make mistakes. So I have a story about this the other day. So as you know, we do our best communicating my daughter and I in the car, right? So anytime I get to still drive her, I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it because it really is forced closeness and, you know, we'll have a little music on and can't go anywhere. And we have a rule. You can't be on the phone because I'm driving. So it's rude. So whatever happened, and I'm gonna, the example of what we were talking about, it doesn't even matter, but I launched into my little lecture and we were talking about something, a friend issue or something. And then she paused for a really long time, which means that she's <laughs> like with a teenage girl, you're like, oh God. And she's like, mom. Wait, was that pause a good thing or a bad no, thing? No, I think I it was a bad thing. Okay. She was like, mom, does it always have to be a lesson? And I was like, oh, okay. It actually did need to be, but in <laughs> but I also re- recognized yes, in that moment <laughs> that it was like, all right. So she, what she was telling me, I was like, kind of course correcting her and just making sure that like she wasn't being too hard on the friend or whatever it was. Right. And she's like, mom, like, I'm just talking to you. Does it always have to be a lesson? So, so I think to your point, you've got to listen first Mm. and then just like anything in life, you've got to choose your battle. So if it, that little, that little issue, I probably could have just stepped out and been like, okay. And asked more questions. Right more Socratic. So what did you think of that? And okay. And how would you have handled that differently? Or that's how you teach. You teach yeah. through the questions that you ask them, getting them to think because yes. our kids just need to learn more critical thinking, right? That's what we're really wanting them to have more right. of. To think for themselves and think in the right way and make the right decisions, but to get to that place on their own without us telling them how to do it yeah. or what to do. And it's interesting that you bring this up because I'm going to, I'm going to take, as I sometimes do a little curve in the road here, but in you saying that, that conversation with Lila, I get that because 
I've actually had conversations like that with my husband. And that sounds weird because not that he parents me, but <laughs> like in the same respect, he, when I have a conversation with him and I can, I can relate because now I'm, I'm putting You're myself in a wireless position, mm-hmm. right? And he wants to fix things. He wants to make it better. Mm-hmm. He wants to tell me the right way because that's, he's a fixer and that's what he does. And, and sometimes, and I've said to him, like, I don't need you to fix this. I don't need you to tell me how to handle it. I just need <laughs> you to hear me. I just, do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad about the situation with no. Lila, but I mean, some, sometimes, um, and I've been there with my kids too, really what they need is just an ear, yeah, a caring ear. They need to be heard. They need to be seen. And obviously if it's something that you need to, there are yeah. times where you're like, hold on a second, that's not good. But sometimes it's just being a friend and having, you know, do you see what I'm saying there? Absolutely. So just some practical something that popped up for me just then, because I still think even though we're now in this new phase, that it's really important that we continue to hold them to this high standard, right. To, to have them, to really give them, see them as capable, right. Because if you don't, then your actions will unfortunately show them that, that you don't believe in them and so forth. But to my point on that, what I was going to say is have a conversation so you can teach them if you need to just have me listen right now, then you need to start the conversation with yeah. mom. I just need you to listen. And then that should be our cue to just zip it yeah. and sit back and listen. Right. Yeah. Why can't we do that? Why can't we teach our 100%. kids that we can teach them, you know, all yeah. the other things. Yeah. So many moms in the life after kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.life afterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. And I've, and I've had conversations with my kids um, and maybe it's different again, navigating that with a mother and a boy, but like where, okay, do you, do you want to hear what I have to say about this? Or like, Love are you it. just like sharing? Like where, where, what do you want from me in this moment? You know? And again, there are times that trump all of this as parents, yeah, right? We're not talking about if safety danger, issues. Or there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an emotional thing that there's, there's yeah. different things. Long-term consequences. Right. That's a different story. But you know, we have, I, I think that we, we're going to do our children a service as they grow to trust them. Until they break that. Like I've always said to my kids and you and I, this is a little bit of a different topic too, but like, I don't, I still don't have like the, what is it? 360 and one. Oh, oh, Life 360, Life 360. the program and that like will you all know, track of, your right. kids where like they not are. Not that it's time. right or wrong or what, but my husband and I just chose not to do that. And like all of my kids friends, like pretty much most of the people I know mm-hmm. have that, which I, I totally get why you would have it. I'm surprised they don't because I'm a six and I, you know, get in my own head about yep. just worrying where they are just, just that they're safe. Yeah. Um, but I started it when they went into middle school and they had their phones. And I said to them then, like, I trust you. 
until you've given me a reason mm -hmm. to break my trust, I'm, I'm going to trust you that you're going where you're going and doing what you're doing. And I don't want, I just, I don't want to be helicoptering you on top of you all the time. I want to give you that space. And I want you to know that you have my trust right now, but that's something that you have to keep over time. Right. So yeah. I think that depends on the child and the situation totally. and the family, 100%. like the dynamic. There's so many, I know there's there. probably people sitting there listening, going, uh-uh, you know, you need to be on that child's social media because there are things that come up in the phones that they're not prepared to deal with and yeah. they don't know how to handle it. And, you know, as a parent, we need to be checking in. I would say I lean to more of your side of things, uh, but I'm also really tuned into, for one, I just have the one daughter and I can really tune into any red flags in her behavior or you know, not to say you couldn't do that with more children, but, um, I would, if there was something, I wouldn't hesitate to go, you know, to violate that and go in and look at the phone or, and honestly, actually going back to earlier, like middle school, I want to say, I picked that phone up and was just like, Hmm, I wonder what's going on just because yeah. I wasn't things were changing rapidly. And I yeah. was like, Hmm, what, what is actually yeah, going on happening? over there in middle school? You yeah. know? Yeah. Well, and when my kids were in middle school too, when they first got their phones, they knew that my husband somehow had it and don't quote me on this, but that he could see everything anytime he wanted to, it went through his phone and they knew that it wasn't us sneaking. Yeah. They just know All like be prepared that whatever you're saying to your friends and whatever you're doing, oh, we can see at even any time. messages and everything social. That's great. Yeah. What? yeah. So here I am saying like, give your kid the space, but at that age, like there's still, I'm talking now about kids that are teens and adults, right. Yeah. And getting older. And like, you yeah. know, like with Anthony, like here's another good thing to bring up. And you and I have taught you and I have discussed this at length, but like the things that he's, and I'm not going to throw him under the bus with what he's doing with his friends or how they're getting together and socializing, but like, we've had conversations where I'll ask him a point blank question, you know, and as, even as it's leaving my mouth, I'm like, do I really want to even hear the answer to this? Do I want to know? And he'll tell me like, sometimes to the point where I'm like, I, I have to make sure my mouth doesn't drop to the ground. I'm probably making this sound worse than it is. He's not doing, you know, it's more like with parties and stuff yeah. like that, that sort of thing. But I want, because I want him to know that he can come to me and I'm not going to jump all over him and I'm not going to, right? Restrict like I want to have, him. always mm -hmm. have those open lines of communication because God forbid something comes up where he needs to come to me. I want him to feel like he can. So I, I have to like, for me, this is just how I parent, give him the space to be able to figure his life out and come to me when he needs to, whether that's regarding yeah. a woman in his life or something that's happening at a party or whatever that is. Do you know what I, I mean? think however you figure out how to do that, what you're talking about, the better for the child. Because I think there's a lot of moms and dads in this stage where it is a little bit of a pulling away, right? So what you're what you're sensing is he's coming to, and these things are happening. This is reality. This is the life we yes. live in, the culture we live in. And these kids are... And to be truthful, we dealt with a lot of that. Just it, we didn't have, it wasn't the same filter, so yep. to speak, right? Yep. There's things added in like social media, et cetera, but we're feeling that separation and you can react one of two ways. You can be really fearful and you can just try to hold on or, you know, cut your child off at the legs almost like, and 
get mad at them if they make a mistake to where they're then like a puppy, they're afraid to come to you and tell you things, or you can just try to see your child for the work you have done, trust them for who they are and just, just know it's a, it's a rocky road, but you've got to just give it up and be there, be a friend, be a listener, but let them make some of those mistakes. And, and, and that communication, like you said, is so priceless if you can keep that going. Yeah. I just, I think that it's, it's so important. And once again, not to step on anyone's toes or judge, we all parent differently and we all, our kids are all different. Like I, I'm in a situation where I haven't, I haven't had like any major big issues or like problems, like with my kids doing really significant yeah. things they should yeah. or being in a lot of trouble or things like that. You know, I know they're not perfect. I'm not saying they're perfect, but I mean, it's not like they've been, you know what I'm saying? Gotten yes. themselves in trouble or had an accident or whatever it might be. Like I've, we're in a situation where, um, they, they probably do some things. They definitely do things that I wish they weren't doing just from my mother's heart. But I also know what I was doing at their age and I'm not going to be, um, pull the wool over my eyes enough to say like, they, you know, like it's not all puppies and rainbows. Like this is life. And in the question is, am I going to, um, keep the lines open with them and, give them a little space to figure things out and let them know they can come to me? Or am I going to have a hard and fast, you are not doing that and this is wrong and you can't and try to shelter them and protect them from all of that. Yeah. Because at some point life happens. Yes. And I would say in my example, that's how my parents handled it. God bless them. They're amazing. But I was scared to death of my parents, right? I think many of you listening might, you know, have had the same situation. It was just different back in the day right? Yeah. You were, I don't think you had that to that degree, but I just knew that I couldn't step out of line because they were going to, you know, um, punish me or take something away. Or, I mean, obviously there was no, nothing, it was normal stuff. Right. And I probably deserved the consequence I'm sure, but I will say that I didn't go to them and I didn't tell them about stuff. It just, that wasn't how our relationship was. And I mean, it's really only now. um, And I think for a parent, it's a good lesson. It's a good training for your parents because I love you, mom, but (laughs) sometimes, and if she's listening to this, you can't, you, she's not always prepared to hear, right. What I have to say, even though I'm just at this stage, I, we're we're always mothers, but I probably don't need mothering. I need her to be a friend and yeah. a listener and right. just somebody who's always yeah. on my side. Right. And, and be able to give you a perspective from somebody's had more experience in yes. life and yes. more, probably some more wisdom True. just because and of I could age. do better at listening to that because, you know, we get to, we be, all could, I know it all. And then it's like two weeks later, mom was right. <laughs> You're kicking yourself. So true. I hope my kids do that too. <laughs> right. But yeah, I just think too, you know, it's good training for us to just all right, this is not, we're not the driver anymore. We're in the passenger seat. We're, tr- we traded positions there a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah. I mean, and at some point here, here again, I had just had a conversation with Anthony um, the other day about him going to college and different things. And somehow we got on the topic of drugs. This is a heavy topic, right? Yeah. But our kids face it, so but our kids face it, it and it, it is on campuses mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm sure there are some campuses that are very like 
heavy fisted, but a lot of campuses, we all know there's drinking, but there, if you don't know, there is drugs. (laughs) Yeah. And he and I were talking specifically about cocaine and he was talking it about being it being on campuses, Mm -hmm. right? Because he's heard, he has friends that are older that are now in college that have talked about it. And I said, and once again, here I am in the car, we're in the car. And I was like, (laughs) trying to like, not like, I don't want to swear, but you know what? Crap my pants. And um, I said, well, have you ever seen it at any of your high school parties? And he goes, no, honestly, I haven't. I I, I actually said, well, you've probably seen it at your high school parties too. And he goes, actually, no, I haven't. Um, And I go, okay. And he goes, and so we furthered the conversation and a little a piece of me was like in my mind and I'm still reeling from it a little bit. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like he's leaving my home and he's going to go to parties and there's going to be drugs there yeah. that he can do if he wants to. You're this further is ahead reality. than I am. And you always sorry. these things out. I'm sorry, but here I am. I'm probably scaring the crap out of all of you, but this you is the conversation is he's talking to me about it. He's told me about it. I know it's a thing. I'm not putting my head in the sand. And in that moment, I had in my head a voice saying, Brooke, you have prepared him. Like he, he knows how you feel about this. He knows the dangers. He is, um, he's becoming an adult. I I cannot keep him out of those situations. I cannot tell him he can never go to a party. I cannot force him to go to a college that he doesn't want to be at. I have to trust that he's going to make the right decisions for himself. Yep. There, I, I, what else, you know, there's like, no other what choice, else can you really, do? You, there isn't. And that's what I'm going back to my earlier point. The window's closed a little bit so we can not relax and say, oh, our job is done, but we, we need to step back from being the, you know, holding the cart and doing all like 24 seven parenting to we're now the guide. We're the Sherpa we're alongside of them. We have to come alongside instead of being in front. And I think if we shift that in our mindset, we create a new partnership that is, again, they're going to think twice is my hope. I don't know. I haven't been there, but my hope would be that they would think twice because just like you wouldn't want to let down a trusted friend, a trusted ally, somebody in your corner before they make that decision. Yeah. Right they're going to think twice. Yes. My, I, I would hope that having the open lines of communication like that and listening and letting them talk, you earn a level of respect with them and they will value what you have to say. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I think that's where this is uh, all of yeah. all this whole conversation ends. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then there's individual children because there are some kids that were born to lead. And there were some kids that were born to be amazing um, followers, I guess that, that always seems to be more of a derogatory term, but we need people to come along and be early adopters. Not necessarily, everybody's not always out in the lead. Um, and if, but so if you do have a child who's more like maybe younger and has grown up with the habit of following an older child or looking up to some other children, then you maybe need to prepare them a little bit differently. Yeah. Of right. course, so each kid's different. Right? And, but I think we get practice on our oldest child and then. Um, and by the way, we're not parenting experts. No, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, we're just sharing real life things yeah. and real life things that we're going through that I imagine 
most of our, all of us in this community are going through because yes. we're all in this stage of life. So it just depends on like, do you want to not know or do you want to completely, sh- some of us will choose to maybe keep our heads in like, it might be hard to hear, like to actually visualize this happening, but it does happen. And for some of us, maybe it's easier to just not know. <laughs> and then some of us will approach it where you want the communication and others are maybe going to approach it like, I've got to get my kid to a school or to a place where they're protected and they're they're never going to be around that. And it's it's not even, they don't even, you don't even have to trust them because it's just not there. And that's okay. I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong. It's just, this is, this is the conversation we're having, right? What's the best way to navigate that? Realistically, there aren't those environments. So either way you have to prepare your child because it can seem like the perfect, you know, place or job or school, whatever it is from the outside, but there, this is real life situations that totally, you have to prepare your kid for for that because even I, if they don't encounter it in college they're going to encounter it beyond it's somewhere yeah at some point in time i agree yeah so yeah anyway that was yeah. a lot we we are experts at a lot of things we are not experts at parenting no but but we do you know i think what helps and this is why it's great to have this community is it helps to talk through these things because what are yes. you doing what am i doing it, it helps putting it share. all together because it honestly takes a village to raise these kids and, um, and, and definitely sharing and, and that has helped me with you. And, and once again, just knowing that we're not alone, Mm. you know, we talked about this when we talked about menopause and these other things, and even in the parenting scope, like, and the parent, it like, it never stops, right. There's that quote, but big, big kids, bigger problems, right? (laughs) Like there's always, you think you get, oh, I'm finally through the top, finally through this. I'm finally like it. Ne- in some ways, it gets harder it because does. you have to let go and trust more. They're not under you. Can't control their environment. Yeah. yeah, it is. It was so much easier when you could just pull them away from the pool or yes. pull them away from the barking dog and just change yes. the, like you said, change the environment. I mean, yeah, one of the things that struck a chord recently was that, you know, when we spoke about that in our social media, about the hardest part about being a mom is having to step back and watch your kids struggle. And like you said, you don't have a choice. You, you, what are you going to do? You can't do it for them. So no. that does get to be hard. And we do more of that when the kids get old, yes. because they are gonna, they are gonna, they're gonna mess up, but. And by um, the way, if you do it for them, them well. Uh, you are yeah. setting them up because that's not real life. No, they need to feel some struggle. Yeah, they really do. And in some essence, I wonder if kids, if you are that parent who needs that or craves that chance to swoop in, then that's a self-fulfilling prophecy for your kid. And then they're going to want to give you it's, what you're looking for. Yeah. So that's going to mess up. Yeah. We should have a whole nother podcast on uh, that topic. Right. And if you're, you know, going back to the community, if you're a single parent, that's where these types of discussions really help. So yeah. we, we know that there's many of you out there and, and just prayers to you. You're honestly heroes and doing that. Right. Um, but yeah, just look to your friends and, and, you know, what we can offer, um, you know, as well, but just, just again, just pull from the community and pull from I agree. the wise people in your circle. Yeah. <clears throat> Guys, um, thank you so much for joining us. Definitely. We welcome your feedback on these topics. Cause we don't, we don't know it all. We're sharing real life things, <laughs> Yeah, we especially in, in these, but yeah. So please, like if you have tips or things or whatever, like this community is special because of you and because we can share with each other. So 
Um, definitely you can find us on our website, www.lifeafterkids.com. You can find us um, on our social media, Instagram, um, Facebook, TikTok. Um, don't ever hesitate to reach out to via yeah. DM or via email, doctors um, at lifeafterkids.com. We definitely want to hear back from you. We would appreciate that. And if you've liked what you've heard today, please share it. Um, if you would be so inclined to share it with somebody, another parent who, uh, who needs to hear this as well. All right, ladies, have a great day. Make it great. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time, 